Yeah, that's sometimes how it begins. Oh, sometimes it comes in like an O, where you're like, oh, is this a good thing? Oh, I don't know how to react. You know, have you ever received a birthday present like that where you're like, oh, I, I actually don't even know what this is. Uh, it's probably, that probably means it's a good thing think about it now this is the problem with podcasts for me is that i often go into my own thoughts so now you the listener are probably thinking about like oh what a presence like that where i didn't even know what the thing was when i got it and now you're not listening to me anymore so snap back to it because uh this is the far side of the far side and you're welcome to it and we have a guest on the show today yeah it's one of those episodes what a relief it's not just gonna be me rambling to myself uh to you the listener uh she is an actor and an improviser and a musician and a writer uh and she's the star of the off book podcast the improvised musical podcast and her name is jess mckenna jess welcome to the show oh my gosh perfect Perfectly done. <laughs> Perfectly. You couldn't write it better. No. That's yeah. exactly what I would have done. Uh, ooh, I loved having musician thrown in there. Not one I typically get. Um, so that was a joy for me. Yeah. Well, you released an album, didn't you? I did, yeah. But, I mean... Who hasn't? Wh- who hasn't, first no, of all? Honestly, but, snore. Uh, but, but that I, is an but, achievement. But Zach, my partner in... Uh, in music and comedy um he composed everything i mean I, I would do a thing where i would send him a voice memo of i think it goes something like this but he's he was really doing all of that so. i mean it says meatloaf on the album you're cover right. you're not gonna say meatloaf isn't a musician because jim stein wrote all the songs whoa grateful <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm I'm a musician. I play the instrument of my vocal cords, and as of quarantine, I've retaught myself three piano pieces. Oh wow! What are the three so, pieces? Let's count them down at number three. Uh, we got Minuet Two, we got Echo Sace, and we got Sonatina Op Fifty Five by Kuau. <laughs> Couldn't I couldn't tell you? Know, you. I don't they, know any they, of them. They named songs so whack back in the day, just by numbers and categories of minuets <laughs> and yeah. sonatas. Nothing was called like the riverbank or something. It was just everything was a number. Yeah. And honestly, not for me. You know, that doesn't give me a window it's into what catchy. it's about. It's not no. catchy. Um, but I did like Suzuki method of, of piano when I was a kid. So it's like much more ear based. So really it's just about like re remembering muscle memory for me. Like I have the sheet music, but I, it's just like, I think this is what the fingers did. So it's more like, uh, and did it come back to you? It did. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Like if you get stuck, you, you go to the sheet music, you're like, Oh, right. I need to do it like this. But then, what, then I'm just like practicing how my fingers go. And then I never knew for Elise before, so I was like, that feels like one I should have in the old repertoire. Yeah. So, that's yeah. one that everybody can sing along with. <laughs> Everyone knows all the words <laughs> to for Elise. For Elise, for Elise, Okay, for Elise. that's the one. I couldn't remember yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I knew that I knew. I knew that's one of the ones that I know, but I couldn't. Yeah. You knew you knew it. Yeah. I learned violin from the ages of 12 to 15. And like last year, I managed to dig out that violin again. And like it was kind of in tattered. So I had to buy a new bow off the internet and a new bridge and stuff like that. And I was like, let's see how much I remember. Nothing. No, no. not at all. Like I wasn't good at it when I was a kid. But yeah, worse now. And well, to be fair, there are no frets on a violin. It's really making it so hard. You know, I'm pressing Why do they bu- do that? buttons and basically like learning the home keys of a computer, you know, you can, yeah. rem- you can drill that into your fingers, but that no fret on those strings. So tricky. I took one look at that and thought, no, thank you. That's too hard. Yeah. Uh, so we were talking about mandolin earlier. How many instruments can you play? And this is all on topic for this far side based podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, I can't play any instrument well, but I can sort of Dang. play the piano, the mandolin, the drums. And then when I was in like fifth and sixth grade, I played like all of the um, like the mallet percussion, you know, like xylophone, glockenspiel, marimba, which wow. are all the same as piano. Yeah. You're just doing it with mallets. Yeah. Um, and my brother was really good, like the multiple mallet in a hand kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. deal. We had a marimba, which is a very odd thing to be in your garage. Um, but uh, yeah, so I kind of can play around in percussion. I can play like a drum kit. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the thing I did the most of was piano. I was just sort of like self-taught on the mandolin. And then I took a few lessons to start getting better at like picking because I was mostly just strumming it. But mm, that's yes. Off off mic we discussed my mandolin and bazooki, and that's all that I can do. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. And yeah. those do you have frets, but they're so small and the strings are so strong and there's two of them. So you really got to press. And as soon as you lose those calluses. Whew. Yeah. Tough to yeah. get back. Might Tough I recommend the bazooki? It's an octave okay. lower. And the, so the frets are further apart. Whoa. I've never even heard of that. It's a Greek instrument, but often used in Irish trad music. But the way they tune it is slightly weird in Irish trad and Greek. So I just tuned it the same as the mandolin because I didn't want to learn. I bought them both at the same time. I was like, I'm not going to learn two sets of chords. And they're the same as a violin. So yeah. you're building on some of that knowledge. Some of that, yeah. Well, remember Some of knowledge. that baked into, baked into your brain somewhere. Yeah, but it's pretty cool. The, the Yeah, bazooki. Hmm. Anyway, listen, we're here to talk about... <laughs> We're not here to talk about <laughs> no. small instruments that a, a troubadour might play. Yeah. Gotta get a lute. Now that you say it, I need to get a lute. You you need a lute. Listeners, please send money to Mark uh, at <laughs> buyloot.net. Yeah, buyloot.net. Uh, I'm going to race and set up that website. Uh, no, I mean, a lute might fit in with the far side. I could imagine a lute in the far side. Yes. Yes. What is your familiarity with the far side? Mm, yes. I'm for me, it's conjuring. Like I believe we had the school of gifted children push pull on a mug mm. uh, in my childhood, and I feel like it was the type of thing where, um, in like a gift exchange or a white elephant situation of my parents with like aunts and uncles at Christmas. One might get a uh, far side a day peel off calendar. I yeah. feel like w so my awareness was like, oh, that's a calendar that my dad has on his desk. Maybe. Um, so not a ton of. And I think maybe at some point we might have had a book. Um, but I did have a lot of a lot of my experience as a. Uh, growing up was like trying and racing towards understanding adult humor. Like I, de yeah. I desperately wanted to get jokes and like keep up. And I loved watching like the Simpsons with my dad and brother. And anytime I legitimately knew why something was funny, it felt very validating. And I yeah. think that's what I feel about the far side is like, that's the thing that adults chuckled over at like a dinner party when someone got it as a gag gift, but I don't have like a connection beyond that. Mm. So awareness, but no yes. connection, I think. There was no, yeah, so no particular love or no revelation of like, oh, whoa, this is, Gar forget Garfield. Did you, were there any other cartoons like that, comic books that you? No, I never was a comic book, comic strip person. That was not part of my, uh, that was not part of what I was about. Not a Calvin and Hobbes kid. Um, I mean, I think. There ultimately was then a Garfield cartoon, like an actual TV show, that maybe how I consumed my Garfield. I remember like enjoying the funnies, you know, like, but mostly I liked the optics of sitting next to my dad while he was reading the big newspaper and I was looking at the little newspaper of the jokes. I liked like peanuts and, but I wasn't, I never, I never had books or consumed it really. So in a way you wanted to be like the cartoon or they... What's that guy? Um, 
Norman Rockwell painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I was like, it was like even at five, I was like, I bet this looks cute from the out from the outside. <laughs> I bet we look freaking cute side by side. He has his coffee. I got my juice. You know, I bet this yeah. looks super cute. And I was yeah, probably yeah. like chasing. Just like my mom coming and going, hmm, that's sweet. More than I was like interested in reading the actual comic strips. Yeah, yeah. Also, I think they all they all blended together for me and consumed a similar space, even though they have wildly different points of views. Like, I don't think that I knew really that Dilbert was that different and that guy ended up being a total jerk but like uh or like family circus there was a book at our school library and everyone always wanted the family circus book and that's like the tamest jokes and like garfield has like whiffs of nihilism so none of that really like landed with me it was just sort of like these little cartoons i was so much more of a tv kid just consuming what we what we somebody actually thought uh, this podcast was about Dilbert for a while and was like, I can't believe you're actually doing about that guy. Like, uh, but no, it's not. No, Gary Larson's still cool as far as we know. <laughs> Hold what strong. Your, yeah, what were your cartoons that you watched then? Uh, I watched um so much television, um, like a lot of Nickelodeon, Rugrats, Doug, uh, Hey Arnold. But then I was just watch. I'm the youngest of three and no, there was no like censoring of what I was watching. So it was just like, if my family is watching Seinfeld, I'm watching Seinfeld. If like my family's watching Friends, yeah. I'm watching Friends. Watching The Simpsons, uh, in like by second grade, I was trying to stay up to catch Saturday Night Live. And uh, wow. like really- How old is second grade? Four, no. Uh, seven. Seven, and you were staying up until eleven thirty. Yeah, is that when it starts? <laughs> yeah, I remember like wow. trying. The way it would work is like I wasn't local- allowed to stay up <laughs> till like nine to watch Blackadder. Where, where are you? When I was twelve. Where are you in a birth order? Second, second of five. Oh yeah, they still got rules. <laughs> the rules are still in place. <laughs> when, you're, when you're the baby, they're just like, we can't, we can't. Yeah. Um, yeah, my the my younger siblings, like Ben, swore in front of my parents and stuff. I was like, I cannot believe this is yeah. happening. Yeah, no, we just they just. I also was a very good kid, so there was really no reason to give me rules in a real way. <laughs> I had like high expectations, but I I would just I was desperate to meet them, so it was like yeah. I didn't have any sort of punitive side unless I really stepped out of line, which I did, but very rarely. And my brother and sister were also very good kids, but they had any more modicum of troublemaking, and I just watched how that doesn't work. How like mm. then you just get punished. So I was all about just like I'm my mom's best friend. I'm doing I'm doing checking every box. I'm getting good grades, and then I look as cute a result, with a newspaper. I have I look so cute with this newspaper. Let me just let me put my milk in a mug so that it looks even cuter. Like how can I really dress this situation? So I had like no <laughs> rules. I had like no curfew, but I also didn't break any rules. So do you think maybe they were like allowing the Saturday Night Live thing and Seinfeld in order to maybe like bring you down from being such a goody two shoes? Like maybe this will be a bad influence on probably, her. Yeah, probably because my parents were uh, also good kids, but definitely like more rebellious than I was. I was just uh, I'm straight up like straight laced rule following trying to just but but like liked watching a ton of television i just watched so much tv and same there was really no limits on it i mean as long as i got my homework done and i think not until and maybe i'm like maybe i'm wrong maybe it was stricter and i just don't remember it but by the time i was in high school i would do like easier homework in front of a show like Oh, I'm just, I'm writing down like Spanish nouns. This doesn't take that much thought. If it was like hard homework, I'd go and sit in quiet at my desk and do it. And I remember one time my mom, my like junior year came in and I was watching TV and she was like, don't you have homework? And I'm like, you can't ask for the first time when I'm like 16. Like, obviously (laughs) I've already done it or like, I got it. What are you worried about? Yeah. This is the first time you're checking in on me. You can't start now. Hey, um, just quick thing, Jess. Are, are you going to school? We haven't checked on that. Are you? We assumed you are because you have a backpack. <laughs> you seem to go but... somewhere every day, but uh... Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so a lot of t- television, and I didn't really like reading until later. 
weirdly as much as i was like very studious i didn't i didn't read anything for pleasure let alone a comic like a comic strip i think is a lot of people's way in of like oh this is fun no Uh, i'll just look at the pictures all right occasion i'll read the occasional okay fine you too much dialogue on this page (laughs) i'm out sorry tintin you're gonna have to explain the plot (laughs) later this is too verbose (laughs) explain it through pictures (laughs) captain haddock blah 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. you have a dog i think um (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh well let's then with uh let's take a look at today's farside cartoon so we're going to the farside.com and then just scroll down to the first one not the horizontal one but the uh portrait one so hopefully we're looking at the same thing uh i believe so friday yes friday the 14th Friday, 14th of August, 2020. Yes. Yes. So straight away, what's striking you about this, Jess? Okay. So, um, here's what I, here's, here's what I love about it. I feel immediately, uh, like I remember this saturation of color. Um, Ah. and, uh, (laughs) the kind of, um, water color kind of effect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. It's it's four panels, which is yeah. unusual for old Gary Larson. I was just going to say, is this this is not what I remember. I remember no. being like more like a single image or maybe it's, two. Yeah, it's usually it's usually just the one. But I have covered other two image ones, but this is four. This is this is big. This is big wild. news here for the podcast. You, Everybody's hey, going to be excited by this. Uh, you got a little sclusy here. This is a four <laughs> panel. Okay, I'm sorry. We have a guest and four panels. This yeah. is wild. We're breaking yeah. all form. We, um, we're rolling out the carpet for Jess McKenna here. We got a four <laughs> panel one. And I appreciate it, honestly. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, okay. So should I should I tell the listener what we're seeing? Yeah. This point? Okay. Yeah, let's talk through it. So I do like the pacing of the walk. So we have... Uh, a gentleman, we don't really understand any context about him. He has a briefcase and yeah. he's, walk, he's walking um, on one side of a road and on the perpendicular road, a, a truck is coming. Yes. And, and then in panel two, he's stepping off the curb in way of the truck. Looking at it as Looking he does directly so. at it. And it says honk honk. So he's, he's looking at it. It says honk honk. Yeah. And in the third panel... We get a big wham. Wham. He's getting, he's getting hit by the truck. We see his expression, uh, the briefcase in the air. And then, yeah. we, and then uh, we see on the side, it says the old age truck. <laughs> yes. And then we see him in the road uh, uh, with tread marks uh, going up his back. Yes. And now yeah, we sorry, see, is it him? I mean, yes, it is, but something's changed here. Yeah, that's a great point. Okay. Wow. I actually didn't notice this. No, no. It takes a while to digest some of these. Wow. Okay. Because I was about to say, so he had a little cap. That's cute, but it's not a little cap. Okay. Wow. Wow, Mark. Okay. So something (laughs) huge is happening. So when he- So he he had hair. He had hair. He had had slick- Glorious, shiny head of hair. And now he's, uh, he's wrinkled. He yeah. has no hair uh, save for a few wisps. And a, another old man has approached with Kane, also with tread t- of tires down his back. Yeah. And he says, Jim, you too? Bummer. Yeah. Okay, this is very funny. But it is very funny in such a way that it's, I don't laugh. I say, this is very funny. This, yes, well. And I feel that that is what Farsight is, right? Oh, well, sure. I mean, I think if you're sitting there rolling around reading any cartoon, I mean, it's the classic kind of uh, responding to your friend's text with LOL or something and just sitting there stone faced as you read it. like L-O-L. Or ha 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 is yeah. what I type when I, you know, I barely even smiled. <laughs> But, uh, but you know, I that's barely how... even smiled. Uh, <laughs> yes. Should what is the abbreviation of that? I B E S. Yeah, Ibs. That's good. Ibs. Ibs. Uh, I'm gonna write Ibs. 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 Honestly, Ibs. Um, okay, so this is pretty clever. Uh, you don't. This this is great because 
you you do well, see old you do see old old age coming. Well, there's a caption below which we haven't <gasps> read what? yet. Oh my! Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, well, you got it, but you got it without the caption. You but never I see didn't. It coming. I was like, "What the hell is this? That's not yeah. much of a thing." The old age truck. Who's what's the old age truck? But below it, it says, "You never see it coming," as in you never see old age coming. Which is very funny because, of course, he does get. Yes, he turns the corner, but he looks right at it. It says yeah. honk honk. And we do know that old age comes for us all. And yet mm. we still all act like it hits us like a truck. Like we expect uh, ourselves to be saved from the slow march of time. Um, and so I like that. I like what he's saying about the human spirit here and our sort of denial of our mortality, even yeah. though we know it's true. Um, and I like that they all have to get hit by it. They all have to get hit by the truck. Wham. Um, yeah. yeah. We're all, yeah, we're all just looking at this truck and walking in front of it. But I guess there's not much option. Yeah, you can't like, I guess the the new version is he steps back and the car, the curb just says like Botox. He gets to avoid <laughs> it. <laughs> he just says, it just says like exper- experimental drug procedures. Um, yeah. Yeah, I feel like... This has got that nice sort of whiff of, yeah, bummer. You know, I like that this, his friend, Jim's friend is sort of like, yeah, I see ya, but what can you do? He's, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's slightly surprised, Jim. You too? Yeah, you too? I know. That's great. That's great. Because even after he got hit by the truck, he still has some surprise that would happen yeah. to someone else. He's still like, that that truck's not, it's not inevitable. It's not an (laughs) inevitable truck. I got hit by it, but yeah. But maybe not you. Oh no, it got you too. What a shame. What a shame. This is good. I think we're, so I think we're liking this one. Yeah, this is charming. Yeah. Um, Do you find yourself catching yourself getting older? You know, you're, you're, I mean, you're, what are you in your early Mm thirties? Yeah. I'm 33. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty like, I'm certainly not as chill as I thought I was going to be, but I'm pretty chill about it still. How was Uh, turning 30? A 30 was fine. Yeah. I think like the, um, and please forgive me, Mark, but the increase of gray hair is very, uh, (laughs) Is very troubling for me, um, especially as uh, salons have been closed and I've not gotten it dyed. Um, mm. uh, I well, please forgive me. I, I for the listeners who don't know, I'm pretty gray haired at this point. Uh, although I've managed to keep some hair, so I'm I'm happy. You with know that. what they say, gray stays. <clears throat> so like, uh, rather a full head of gray. Yeah, for sure. What a what a treat. But and you must have started graying early. Yeah, like, uh, well, I'm 42 now. I Mark, you look great. 42. Well, thank you. Apart from the gray hair. (laughs) uh, Yeah, the gray hair is is the is the 42 year old part of me. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's I don't know if it's genetics or I've never I've never drunk or smoked or any of those things. Caffeine. Smart. Smart, smart. Whoa, no, whoa, whoa. None of them? None of them, yeah. Just never. No vice, Mark? <laughs> My vice is sugar. I, yeah. It's a, a cruel mistress. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, but, well, what I was going to say is, I think gray hair looks great on a woman. Really. Oh, Mark, thank you. You know, if it was graying, like, in a specific way, I think yeah. I would. It's right now, it's just sort of a little... Uh, higgly piggly. It's yeah. like very much the side, and in certain hairstyles, it's completely covered. But then I'm like, whoop! I can like lift this flap, and there's a whole strand of gray here. But it's not like cool. Like if it was like cool racing stripe, I would embrace it. But it, I do. The only reason I care about aging is because of like pursuing acting and yeah. watching what that does to roles. And um, yeah. So if that, if I think, if, if I think I was like a teacher. I don't know that I would care yeah. as much. 
Um, but also because specifically the most luck I've had in getting cast is like uh, a young naive person who's trying really hard. Um, <laughs> and uh, boy, they, they just want to do their best. So I'm like, I don't know how castable I am as like. Uh, it's a, I mean, the but then parts. you are like in a niche that like we're looking for somebody who's young and naive, but also gray. Uh, So obviously has been through stuff, but has just not been changed by it. Exactly. That's a great point. Yeah. And it's it's good to make yourself more specific in this industry. Anything you can do to be more specific is helpful. Really? But I don't think I freak out about aging in a deep, deep way. But we'll see. 33, we'll see how I feel about turning 40, I suppose. Turning 30 felt very chill. That's good. Let's have a big party. Let's have some fun. Yeah. I don't know I panicked at any age, but I was quite thoughtful when I turned 30. I, w- I was a little bit like, at a c- certain point, like 28 or 29, I was like, well, I've got to make it by 30, otherwise I should give up. And then once I pushed through that barrier barrier and didn't give up, I was like, well, I guess this is my life is trying <laughs> and failing. And so I'm just going to keep going. I, exactly. And I crossed through 40 with the same, with, with very little care of like that's that's great am i gonna do something by 40 it's like listen i'm never gonna do something but let's just keep going <laughs> let's keep going yeah let's keep going um i am i am also i guess a little concerned with um again this is still a little like industry minded but my uh oh boy here get ready for this phrase listeners hang on please i know it's gross just hold your breath okay it's gonna be all right uh, my personal brand. Okay, it's over. I said it. It's terrible, <laughs> but we're on the other side. My personal brand is very like, as I'm currently wearing, like a neon tank top and a backwards hat. And I am a little like, does that fly for much longer? Or do people say like, please stop dressing like a child? This is literally a, ch- a child shirt. Um, <laughs> so I liked your, I don't know if it was your Twitter or your Instagram bio or something like that was the body swap. Yeah, if I freaky Friday with a 10-year-old boy, you wouldn't tell the difference. Yeah, I do feel like that's apt uh, still. And I'm like, that I think is cute when you're in your 20s and even early 30s as we continue to like have collected a, a arrested development. We push all of these markers further and further back as we should yeah. as we live yeah. longer and care less about certain things. But I'm like, well, does that break at some point? Is that at some point we go like... You can't just keep like rollerblading in here in your Hawaiian shirt. Like this is this is a conference room. <laughs> I think yeah, but then you can. There's this. I don't know what the age is. But there's probably a certain age where it's like. But then you, if you push through, I know, right? After like seventy, you're like, that is a fucking cool grandmother. That's a cool. Or that's a cool lady who's rollerblading yeah. in this Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. So I don't know the answer to that question, but I will say that is the. That's the sort of loop, the thought loop that I will go to about aging is like, uh, 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 how much of like my persona and personality is predicated on being youthful a lot, but people can have youthful attitudes for forever. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I guess if we're talking about your brand and your audience, they're, oh, please don't you say it too, Mark. (laughs) Oh, no. We can't both talk about that. Ugh, <laughs> gross. They're aging at the same time. So, That's true. you know, they're. They're with me. They get it. They're with you. Yeah. They know. <clears throat> All hundred of them. Um, But uh, <laughs> I think it's, 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 it's just your, everybody's own sort of um, false sense that they're the center of the universe. It's definitely like aging is a weird thing because obviously everybody does it. And so to like fight it is a weird you know, pointless. But also to not fight it is, it would be weird. Yeah. To be like, well, fuck it. Well, <laughs> I'm just, I'm doing my best to look as old as I can. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, that would be weird as well. Fair point. Wow. I can't believe you've never had caffeine. I mean, I've, t- yeah, I've tasted coffee or iced tea or stuff like that, but no, I never, never got into it. I find hot drinks weird and disturbing. <laughs> and like occasionally when I've had a cold, people are like, you got to have a lem sip. Do you know what a lem sip is? No. It's like, it's like a hot lemon drink, which I don't know, contains 
something which is about vitamin C and sure. Some in some ways it's supposed to be medicinal for colds. People are like lambsip. You gotta have a lambsip. So I I tried making a lambsip and it's boiling. It's like a tea, you know. It's but it's lemon flavored. And I just I could I just had to wait for it to cool down. It was just too freaky to try and drink it out of a mug. Just uh, this is just too weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I love beverages of all kinds. Um, and I am usually have multiple. I have multiple right now. I have a um a non caffeinated, no alcohol, um hop water. So it's all the flavor of an IPA, but none of the none of the beer, and not all the flavor. But it's like a lightly hop flavored seltzer. Yeah, which is a weird niche drink. And then I just have a a mug of iced coffee. So, and. Sometimes I even have a third beverage. I just, there's something about being able to sip on things that really keeps me going. Mm. And you're bouncing backwards and forwards between them. Yeah. 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 Well, that was riveting. And I'm sure everyone <laughs> oh, listen. appreciated it. Getting to know ourselves. It's part of your brand now. <laughs> she's a, listen, she's a multi-drinker. We all know that about Jess McKenna. We all McKenna. know that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, my nickname in college from one friend was Jesse Two Drinks. Mm, nice. Mm, sound like an old West figure. There's um, an old Monty Python sketch uh, where they, one of the characters for no reason is called Arthur Two Sheds uh, Sullivan or whatever he is. But a friend of mine that had two sheds, actually had two sheds in his back garden. So he became Ta- Connor Two Sheds McCarthy. Yeah. You got to. Just, just also, had to be. what a cool flex that guy has two sheds. Yeah. Not anymore. He has n- no. Maybe he has one shed. I don't think he has any sheds now. No sheds, Connor. No sheds. <laughs> Connor. No oh, sheds. McCarthy. No. Yeah, but he's still in my phone as two sheds. He changes yeah. what I am in his phone all the time to like space cakes or uh, I don't know Pope Gregory or all these kinds of things. And then one time he actually in an emergency, like not a big emergency, but over tickets and stuff, had to ring me, and he was like. I have no idea what he's called on my phone. I can't find him to tell him to join this queue. Uh, <laughs> that is risky policy then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jess, let's uh, let's figure out, I would like to figure out a film that's based around uh, the old age truck. Great. How would you feel about that? I love it. Yeah. Okay. I feel like it's like... Uh, like Carrie or 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 one of those kind of horror films. Ooh, interesting. My first thought, and maybe yeah. this is just too literal for me, uh, literal of thinking, is I was going with immediately a, a speed type film. You know, someone has taken over the old age truck, and if you let it go slower than sixty miles an hour, it's just going to hit everyone. Uh, it doesn't uh. matter if you're a baby, uh, a tween. Like the old age truck now is not discriminating. It's literally coming for everyone despite their age and just popping them all into elderly people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. There's like a, a plague of elderliness, agingness. Yeah, okay, so now I'm going to like, did you see that uh, post that like apocalyptic movie in time starring Justin Timberlake? No, I haven't. No. Okay, yeah, fair. Fair, fair that you haven't seen this film. It's not great, but it kind of has a, a, its premise is pretty smart, which is that in the future, time is currency and Mm. uh, it's just like one more way to keep classes divided. And so um, like you, your whole worth is time and uh, the like really, really wealthy people can buy time and they literally don't age. Like, so there's a guy who's like, 95 but he Mm. looks 35 and his like son looks the exact same age as him and they just they they can gamble with hundreds of thousands of minutes of time meanwhile the working class is just getting their rations of time to live like a regular life and Mm. they just have this time embedded in their arm so why didn't they call it time as money i mean or was that the tagline? But that should have been Probably. what it was called. Should have been called "Time Is Money." It's the it's the. Have you seen um, "Edge of Tomorrow"? Yes. The famous why isn't it called "Live Die Repeat"? That's like it's <laughs> yes. as big as their post. The poster <laughs> yes, is yeah, yeah. "Live Die Repeat" and then 
tiny writing edge of tomorrow edge of tomorrow uh, yeah okay so you're going horror i mean i think we're in a similar vein though of like let's give this really high stakes like not, none of us went to it's a sweet rom-com about how two uh, aging like, aged guys to, and they like they they embrace each other and get hit by the truck with open and oh, willing hearts. I mean that's good. It's good too. I'm that's, also yeah. thinking of like two people separated by age. <gasps> oh, that's great. <laughs> but that's they, great. but it's like Romeo and Juliet. Like one ages mm-hmm. themselves, one and they just can get they, they can, can't get it right. It's a gift of the magi with age. That's yes, great. That's really beautiful. Oh my gosh, what a crushing drama. So I think I think this film should have all of these. <laughs> all of these components. Okay. <laughs> There's a horror truck driving around. It's it's been driven over 60 miles an hour, so now it's just aging everybody. Everybody in its wake. But also there's a love story in between there where where there's two there's like a already existing couple. One of them gets aged. And so there's like this disparity between them now. So yes. the other one's like, I've got to get under that truck to get aged I've, up to the same level. Oh my gosh. And we have a ticking time on it and they have to race to get hit by the truck because the truck is going so fast all throughout the city. It's hard it, and it's, uh, it's hard to be contained. And, and it's a little bit, a little bit of the notebook in there. Yep. Just to break some hearts. Yes. Because the person who, the person in the couple who got aged initially is truly, really aging at such a rate that like memory starting to slip. So we need to get hit by the other age truck so that we can make the most of, of whatever time remains. Yeah. Crushing. But, but there's, there's some kind of de-aging device. Okay. And the, 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 the first old person, it's, maybe we uh, should name these characters. Yes. Okay. So, uh, hmm. Okay. So, the first person is named Two Sheds, and the <laughs> second person is Pope Gregory, and <laughs> really grounded names. Yeah, yeah, well, it's yeah, the yeah, future. Yeah. It's the yeah, future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People okay. named their kids after Pope Gregory in the future. <laughs> well, our surname's Gregory. Why don't we call our child Pope? Pope. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, so Pope and Two Sheds have been in a committed relationship for a decade, or yeah. maybe they're yeah, maybe they're in like their early forties. They've yeah. been together, built a life together. It seems like uh, if I were to really go and map this, that the opposite of an old age truck is a youth scooter. You know, <laughs> like one of those that you scan your phone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the uh, what do you call leaf? Bird, uh, bird, lime. bird, sco- lime scooter. I don't think Jump. we have rentable ones here, but we have those scooters. People are buying those scooters a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That, so it's one of those. It's one of those. But you have to ride it, and everyone's oh. trying to get them. Oh, so the old it. person has to ride the scooter, yeah, which is difficult in itself. Yes, and growing more difficult by the moment as they lose grasp of time. And you have to download the app and scan the barcode, and, and it's really, really complicated hard for an old person. To teach an old person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the movie is called Time is Money. <laughs> the movie is called Time is Money. Uh, <laughs> what is the film called? Uh, is there any better puns? The tr- uh, truck, time truck. Mm. Oh, well, the tagline is uh, you should see it when it's coming. Or like, you know, uh, you should see it coming soon. You know, yes, um, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of the traditional coming soon, you know, you should see this coming soon or mm. you'll miss this coming soon or you never see this coming soon or, you know, something in that vein. Yeah. Mm. Something about looking both ways. Whoa, I like that. Mm. Because they're Look looking both, both ways. ways at their relationship. Is that yeah, what and, and at a moment they look different ways. They look. Yes, they, they look, are, they look both ways. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, so the film is called "Look Both Ways." You won't see. You gotta see this coming. Coming, yeah. Coming exactly. soon, and see it when it's see, coming soon. Com- <laughs> <laughs> it's coming soon, and you should see it when it's coming. Yes. 
<laughs> something. Don't, don't, they'll figure it out yeah, by the time they'll the post is They'll figure it out. We'll give that idea. We'll give that idea. They'll they'll cook it up. They'll yeah, cook, that's their job. Who do you th- think should direct this film? Oh, okay, great question. Mm. Um, that's a good question. Hmm, I feel like you want like. You you want the tenderness of the love story, oh, but we yeah. need we need some action and stakes here. Uh, uh, Is it um, uh, the what's the guy who did Interstellar and? Uh, oh sure, yep, yep. And I know his name, his name and I will say it <laughs> right now. His name, and I do know it. Yes, and, is and I actually do know that name. Gosh, John dang it! Alex. Oh shoot! This is this is terrible because I really do know his name. Dunkirk, ba- Batman. Batman. Begin- I mean, so many Tenant that will we ever see it in the theaters? Um, Christopher yeah. Nolan. There we go. Christopher Nolan. Nolan knows. C- Christopher Nolan. That means that the soundtrack will have a lot of wow, which. Which, Which is good, maybe. Is, is kind of... Did you see the theory that um, the effects... Uh, that, that soundtrack in um, Inception is the sounds the same as if you slow down um, Je ne Rien? No. So that's a tune, key tune in the plot of the film... But if you slow right. it down, it kind of sounds like that. I mean, kind of if you just slow down any tune, it would kind of sound like that. But and the, but that, and that tracks. It kind of, yeah, it, it makes sense. It works yeah. even if the artist didn't intend it. Yeah, I think Christopher Nolan's a great choice because Inception has a heartbreaking love story in mm. it, and Interstellar has uh, the tenderness of of father and children story to it. So I think he knows how to base a sort of big, high concept story, but also have a love story. So, and also he's very good. So we should have Chris Nolan do this. I think Chris uh, Nolan is a sensible option, but I would like to see the Wes Anderson version. <laughs> <laughs> just everything's just really cute. Very a cute. Monster killer truck driving around. That truck is actually just like uh it's a beautiful coral color and it's yeah. shaped like an ice cream truck and it's yeah. run by like two ferrets on bikes. Um, but, uh, but assuming Christopher Nolan is directing this, who should we put in it? Who should be the main cast? Okay. Great question. Um, is uh, Pope Gregory and Two Sheds McCarthy, are they man and woman, woman and woman, man and man? Man, I was like really not making a call there, was I? Yeah, no, there. nor was I. I was nor like, kind of want to leave it out in the open yeah. and discover was, it. But there's actually, I do feel like there is an extra layer about a same sex relationship that's interesting in the specifics of aging that I think you benefit from. And lose when I feel like the it just our tropes of storytelling is we know or we have this idea that women care more about aging or they have a different uh, relationship to it. And so it might be I think I think a uh, uh, a lesbian relationship would be would be potentially more interesting to explore with how a one like a, a more closely related um, experience with aging, at least in a trope sense in storytelling, not necessarily yeah. like how it actually is, but okay. And in that sense, I, okay. What age were we thinking? You think you were saying forties? I really 40s. love, I really love Amy Ryan. Um, is oh, she, well, who's Amy Ryan again? She's, she's just on she's, my mind lately. She, is she in the wire? Um, yeah. She's in the wire. Yeah. So you got, I think, um, oh man, so, so tricky. I, uh, they're, they're older. Well, I don't know how old they are, but, <laughs> but what popped into my mind just cause they play a lesbian couple is, uh, Julianne Moore and is it Annette Benny in the kids are all right. Oh, very good. But, yeah, but I, I think maybe they're not, I think we're looking for the 
slightly younger version. Yeah, um, Amy Ryan's sort of their I, same age. She might be like slightly younger, but um, yeah. like uh, Sarah Paulson. Um, oh yeah, Sarah Paulson is really good friends with somebody. Who is that? Um, she's best friends with another actor. Uh, let me just look that up. And they were in something together. I sat next to her in a restaurant once. <laughs> That's something pretty thrilling to say in here. Uh, oh no, that's not it. Um, Sarah Paulson is really good friends with um, uh, what's her name? Amanda Pete. Oh really? Yeah. That's Apparently so. They are that's not. Yeah, that's not where I was going in my head. Best friends. I don't know if it's since they were both in Studio Sixty. Um, oh, that's fun. Yeah, I like Amanda Pete, but I would not have. I would not have gone there. No, nor would I. I mean, okay, I. Yeah. I'd go Sarah Paulson and Sandra O. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right, Sarah Paulson and Sandra O. Oh. It's a deal. Uh, who is playing? Like the cop who's trying to, sh- you know, shut the shut the truck down. Uh, uh, because now actually they come into conflict. The cop is yeah. trying to shut the truck down, but then Sandra O oh or Sarah Paulson is like, no, I need to, to get truck. under that truck. Mm. I need to get under that truck. Okay. <laughs> wow. Are there too many questions here? No, that's great. I love it. I just love, I mean, there's like some inherent conflict in that person. Um, so who plays, who plays that conflicted nature? Well, um, but also I think, do you want like stern and powerful or do you want like a scrappy cop? Yeah, I have no idea. You know, cause then if they're also on the take or something, you know, you can, are they slightly crooked? Were, were they actually in on the truck conspiracy? Ooh, yeah. You know, there's always that angle of like, uh, a slightly like villainous streak. Um, because I feel like they're also, there's a separate question of who's the villain. You know, you got to have a villain in this, I feel. Yeah. Like the truck isn't sentient, right? Yeah. No, I don't think so. So who's or driving the truck? Or if the truck, truck is sentient, we have to have some villainous, uh, like, tech billionaire who enabled it. It's yeah. some sort of uh, Bezos character. It's some kind um, of, like, you can't start stop the march of progress. Like, this exactly. is the future is a and truck. And that's a classic villain truck. trope that we should probably lean into. And yeah. Uh, for that person, I always like maybe like a wisp, wispy type, like, yeah, like let's say our cop is, is good, but powerful, doesn't see, doesn't see the, the damage that's been done. And I'm going to go with like something like, uh, Idris Elba, okay. you need like some of that action energy, yeah, I that, think some of that, uh, that action command energy. And then, uh, like, then I want like a Peter Sarsgaard or I want like a, um, as like a tech. Yeah. Should they be young or old? Yeah. I mean, I was even potentially young, like Timothy Chalamet, you know, you go so (laughs) young. Chalamet. Maybe, maybe we split the difference. We, we could split the difference. Uh, like a, um, I mean, I'm into Chalamet, but like you can go, I don't know what, like. A middle middle reign, like a th- who's like a thirty year old. I mean, you're talking yourself into the part here, and I appreciate it. Listen, and who's like thirty three but plays as young as twenty seven? She's got um, like one or two gray hairs. So this is like aging yeah, so going it's like on. Not that big like, of a deal. It was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like Harry Styles, you know, like uh, sort of beautiful, like a beautiful yeah. detached, uh, uh, wispy type tech billionaire who like at the same time is like very into um like eastern religions and has many candles like i feel like they they yes like they um, they kill you as they meditate for you you know they have that like it's just part of this interconnective was it uh was was it no not jake gyllenhaal um in in blade runner 20 whatever it was oh sure um, oh, the guy, you know what I'm talking about? Well, it's, it's, um, Ryan Gosling, but then no, the, the, is there like a younger, the tech, uh, the tech billionaire, trillionaire, um, 
who was in my so-called life, but you're too young to remember. Oh, I remember my so-called life. Jared Leto. Jared Leto. I told you there are no limits on my television. That's true. That's true. Um, Jared Leto is good too. Yeah. That that sort of uh, beat Nick, but could be evil. Yeah. And is evil. Well, and, and listen, let's put put out offers to Chalamet, Leto, and And we'll see. Like, we'll Styles. see who's available. We'll and see who's available. If the three of them can't do it, then you're in. How about that? Perfect. Perfect. I do feel like I bring a Chalamet energy. Um, <laughs> Definitely. But... <laughs> That's part of your brand. She's That's got a Chalamet energy. My, I, I do love yeah. this tidbit that Chalamet improvised this one line in Lady Bird where he's like, he said, she's like, oh, I feel like you're going to call him. I don't remember the setup, but he improvised the line. I would never lie. I haven't lied in like two years, which I find <laughs> to be very funny. That's good. What about just as another person to put on the sheet for for the uh, insane tech billionaire? What about Sir Ronan now that you mention? Oh, really good, too. Mm. Yeah. That's good. She's got that that look that can either be warm or sort of very like cold and detached. Yeah. That's great. For the cop, let me circle back to the cop. What about a guy, possibly Idris Elba, but what about a guy who kind of used to be a hunk but aged out of it? Like a Val Kilmer? Like a Val Kilmer or a Russell Crowe. Or oh yeah yeah like yeah so that so that aging thing comes into play of like ooh yeah that's good used to be yeah used to be yeah used mm. to be I used to like be a John really, Travolta like John Travolta Alec Who's Baldwin such a wild wild actor my gosh yeah I was listening to uh, how did this get made today and they were talking about swordfish which I've never seen. But I was like, you know, is Travolta almost as wacky as Cage in terms of his... I mean, if you watch him in Face Off, you're like, who am I... Who's the (laughs) grounding force here? Yeah, he's so wild. Yeah. It's it's a lot. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. He's nuts. He's nuts. Is he a bit too nuts that you wouldn't be rooting for the cop in any way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be yeah. a version where we're like, he's in on it or something. Yeah. Because you, you can't root for him at this point. He's too, he's too wild. Yeah, he's just, you just, every character he plays, you're like, eh, something up about it. If he was the friendliest dad yeah. in the world, you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, trust him. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm waiting yeah, for yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. You're going to explain to me in one second yeah. how he's actually a villain. That's not, yeah. that's not his brand. No, not his brand. No. Famously not his brand. Was his brand, then not his brand. Yeah. Briefly in a look who's talking moment. Look who's talking, look who's talking to, look who's talking now, but pulp on. Pulp we're on. like, okay. And then <laughs> and then he loses it. And then he loses it. Yeah. Oh, what a wild I was like just talking about how wild his career is. And ugh. Yeah. He's he's in that sweet spot of like 90s unhinged villain. He really found this stride, this like mm. comeback to his career, but then he just couldn't he you get tired of seeing him do that and then he like made so many bad movies. And then he got this second he got this additional little resurgence where he got to be in The People versus OJ. Did that yeah. reach you? Yeah, yeah. And and he wasn't particularly good like he wasn't bad but he feels like he's in a different show he's doing like such a bigger performance and you're like okay but this is a little weird it was kind of using his slight feeling of creepiness though in a cool way exactly so like kind of worked yeah and you're like hey man you can really make the most of this and then he just like plays john Gotti in some weird movie and Uh you know it's too strange (laughs) too strange uh listen i mean we wish for such a career. Uh, listen, oh, let us be clear. Uh, we'd love to play John Gotti. Um, let us be so clear. Uh, yeah, of course I'll be in Battlefield Earth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Let, let me be honest. Did you do it again? Honest. Didn't work for a second? Sure. Absolutely. Let, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, well, cool. I think that sums up the film. 
I'm looking really forward to seeing one. it. Yeah. 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 Uh, what was it called again? Look both ways. Look both, Look ways. both ways. A real. I mean, you really nailed that, Mark. That was really nice. whew, stuck nice. that landing. Yeah. Look both ways. Oh, I just had an idea of if if the cop yeah is, is an aged hunk and then he goes on the scooter at some point and becomes the hunk and then. Yeah, we yeah. get to do that fun CGI thing that they tried in Gemini Man <laughs> yes. where we see them as the younger versions of themselves. Yes. Very good. Uh, That's good. The, the Irishman where it doesn't look weird or creepy at all. And you're like, that just looks like a young guy. I have no oh idea God. how old he's supposed to be. They keep calling him the kid, but <laughs> buddy, my God, this old guy who can barely stomp on somebody. Yeah, that's he looks, looks so young. He looks so young. You could see how springy he is <laughs> as he walks these steps. Yeah. And I'm glad that we know that what's important in the story is his otherness because of his Irish descent. And we cast just the person we associate <laughs> the most with, with Irish, Irish heritage, yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert. His last name is actually McNero. Um, McNero. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. Who who is aged first? That's my. I think that's my final question. Sandra O oh or Pauline or Sarah Paulson. Hmm. Hmm. Gosh, it's a great question. I think we age Sarah Paulson. Okay. I think that that we see Sandra. We see Sarah Paulson as hanging on and we see Sandra O oh using some of that like detective fiery yeah. energy back to her detective that'll that'll sell it to the kids they're like that'll sell it it's just like mm, that show that I've forgotten the name of Killing Eve Killing I, Eve that's what she yeah. yeah we got there yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, brilliant okay well that is gonna be a great film Jess thanks so much for being on the show thanks for having me Mark uh, is there anything you'd like to plug? You know, you can listen to the Off Book, the Improvised Musical Podcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, it's been wild to figure out how to do it over the internet. Yeah. Um, and so you can hear various versions of our like brains melting through our ear holes as we attempt to battle internet latency through various... Can, uh, yeah, yeah, you're using different apps platform. or... Yeah, we're using... Um, and they're not totally, I would shout them out, but they also have not been totally reliable. Oh, and <laughs> sure. Uh, they like will crash and die. And yeah. uh, for the longest time we weren't having, you know, it's wild. But uh, I think there's, there's, um, there's the, its own uh, product of us like trying to figure this out. And it's now gone through several iterations. So at this point there's um, plenty of episodes in the feed that feel like traditional off book narrative yeah. musicals. Um, but they're also, if you go further back, there's sometimes we've had guests on who don't sing. We like fi finally got Jason Manzukis on, um, actually right before quarantine to sort of help us pioneer, um, a version that we ended up having getting to do, which was just like chatting with people and Zach and I doing songs. Nice. So it's been fun. Cause we've had like different types of guests. We've had like just ourselves. It's been a nice lifeline to still get to make it and do it but it is the addition of music over the internet is real tricky <laughs> sure really tricky yeah but we're trying and yeah. we're having a good time trying no i mean i listened to the most recent episode just yesterday and was like they're they're really pulling this off i'm not sure how oh, exactly they're doing this this is it's, <laughs> it mean, is a it's a staggering achievement. So like, I'm in a choir and like with Sam, who played piano for you. Oh and, yes, yeah. yes. And uh, yeah, we did a few sessions over Zoom, and uh, it's it was tough. It was it's tough yeah. to do. It's tough to do. So, yeah. um, and all the things that Zach and I want to do, which is like come and, and interject with each other. You know, it's just it's its own different give and take. Um, but it's uh, it's great. And and thankfully, also we've recently, if you're new to Off Book, from hearing me on this, um. We have about like 10 of our all-time favorite apps out from outside the paywall. So if you just go all the way to the or uh, bottom of the feed, you can listen to some of our favorite episodes that will be uh, more traditional yeah, yeah, off-book yeah. episodes. Yeah. If well, you're you and, finding it now. Uh, people can follow you on Twitter I'm, and I'm Instagram. sort of a bad Twitter follow, oh, but sure. you can follow. It's just me retweeting the podcast and, and at this point, not hardly not even that but uh so I, let me recommend but that's okay um, i think yeah, it's fine. i don't tweet a Twitter's lot and i'm like if you want to know what i'm doing 
And then yeah. I'm not going to pollute your timeline with anything else. You don't have to hear I'm my political not. views or anything. Yeah. You just, here's my nice sketch or whatever. Yeah, it's at Jess R. McKenna on Twitter, and I'm at Jess Jess McKenna on Instagram. And I'd say the Instagram is the better follow, but, you know, if you're if you're dying to get a, a sporadic tweet that's just me, you know, retweeting a podcast I was on, <laughs> go for that follow. Yes. Smash that subscribe. Yeah. Uh, Jess, thanks again. Thanks, Mark. And, uh, dear listener, I will see you back here the next time on the far side of the far side.